I don't know why Sam broke up with you, okay? Just like I didn't know two hours ago. Oh, wait, wait, everybody, before you scatter, tell me, what do you think are my main faults? Well, let's start with what you're doing now. You analyze everything to death. Sam said it wasn't your fault, but you keep digging around and digging around until you drive everybody nuts. Okay. Oh, come on, Frazier. Why don't you just admit what you're doing here? This isn't some help me be a better person thing. You're trying to figure out what you can fix so you can win Sam back. But you shouldn't change yourself just to please her. It's not healthy. And it doesn't work. So that's from Frazier. Should you change yourself to try to win someone over? Well, that's kind of... A mixed question because should you change yourself? Well, certainly if there's something to improve that you're not fully aware of and that people around you that you trust can help you become more aware of it, obviously in very tactful ways, then that's helpful. And then you would want to work on improving yourself. For example, if you snap, if you get angry all the time, or if you bottle everything up and you don't express yourself. Yeah, those are things that you might want to work on for self-improvement. But if your only goal for fixing things is not to improve yourself, but to temporarily win somebody, it's not going to work in the long range because you are yourself and you'll just revert back to the old habits once you win the person. And so it won't be much of a gain for either of you. So this is Dr. Ellen Kenner in my show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on any issue that you're concerned about, personal problem going on in your life. It could be a problem in your marriage. It could be difficulty with your kids. It could be that you feel like you're on overload and can't find any private time for yourself. It could be that you really have something very important to say to somebody to hold your own boundaries, but you don't know how to find the words, how to say it in an assertive manner where you're not attacking the other person. Uh, We can talk about all sorts of issues. So you can write down my number and uh, give me a call at your convenience. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And of course, this is not therapy. I can give you some tips. Although I'm a clinical psychologist, this doesn't constitute therapy. So here is a question that I received from Marissa and see what your gut response is to this. Dear Dr. Kenner, I find it so hard to cope with the housework. I've got two young kids and a husband, Joe, who has a 1950s attitude. Joe refuses to help. Even when I tell him that with two kids, it's not possible to have the house clean at all times. He still yells at me. He tells me that it's my job, that I have to have everything in perfect order when he comes home. I suffer from fatigue now. I enjoy my kids, yet every day it seems that the housework is taking over. Please help Marissa. So Marissa, you want to find your voice. You don't want to let this go on forever. You want to be able to set boundaries with Joe. There are a few points that I want to make here. And then I want to give you some words that you can play with and you can find your own voice, but I'll give you what it might sound like to speak with Joe. First, you never want to let somebody else's controlling your life take over your own life. You need to be able to learn assertiveness skills, not so that you yell at the person, not so that you say things you're ashamed of, you call them names and whatnot, but so that you can let him know your context, where you're coming from. And so you want to hold your own there. The second is you never want to take away the joy of your being with your own kids. And if housework is standing in 
the way, guess what? A little of the housework can be sacrificed to spend that quality time with your kids. And you also need to take care of your own health. If you're finding yourself fatigued, sometimes we can get very fatigued and it's over emotional issues. It's not like we've been running the mile or anything. It's that emotionally you can't cope and you're just losing your motivation because you're not living your life. You're living somebody else's life. You feel controlled. You feel forced. Even if you're forcing yourself, that makes it even worse because you're aware that you're forcing yourself to do what someone else says and you're, you're not holding your own. Another point I want to make is, is there something else that's going unaddressed in your relationship? Because it's very true that your husband, Joe, could have a 1950s attitude about, you know, the woman's work is in the house and the house should be impeccable because what the heck else is she doing during the day if she's home with the kids and not working? <laughs> you know, So he, he definitely needs information there. But many times spouses will pick on one another or one spouse will pick on the other one and they're nagging, nagging, nagging that the house for example, needs to be clean. It could be something else too, but they're nagging and they're not dealing with the real issue. That's just a surface issue. So sometimes it has to do with sex. If it's a sexless marriage, uh, maybe he's taking it out by making sure he can control you in the housework. And you really need to bring out the deeper issues. They need to have a voice and you need to be able to sort through those. Also, your husband's expectations come from somewhere. What is his context? What does he dislike about housework? Why won't he do any? You know, I don't know what happened in his own family of origin, what the backstory is, but, you know, you can take a look at his parents' relationship. Something caused him to adopt that 1950s mindset, or maybe it's just power loss. Maybe he thinks that marriage is having control over you. If that's the case, you might want to reconsider the, the marriage, but I know you have two kids, uh, that's always an option for you, though. So here's what you might be able to say to him. You could say, Joe, you wish that I would have a home clean when you walk through the door at night. And you know, I wish for your sake that that was easy to do. It's absolutely not. And I, I'll give you several reasons. And I hope you'll hear me out. Number one, Joe, yelling at me doesn't help. I feel resentful and annoyed when I'm attacked, and I feel depleted of energy when I don't feel listened to. I expect the yelling to stop. Right there, you're setting a boundary. We can learn to respect one another, to listen to one another, and I think we can find a solution to the housework problem if we work differently together. I also worry that the kids hear our complaints. We are role models for them, and I think we can work together to make your coming home at night a sunnier experience for all of us. Uh, second, I want to enjoy parenting and focus on having the home perfectly clean with two rambunctious, adventurous kids shifts my focus away from enjoying parenting. I end up yelling at them to clean up, just as you're yelling at me. They end up resenting me. And we, you and I, Joe, both value the kids. And I think that that's more important than having a perfectly clean home. And finally, I value having a clean home too. And we need to get our expectation is what is reasonable in sync. I resent that it is considered only woman's work. And I'm wondering why you think so lowly of me, as if I'm your servant, not your wife, to have me do all the work. I'm puzzled. Is there something deeper going on here that would make sense of your valuing the housework at the expense of our relationship? Joe, I'm hoping we can figure out a better way to make our marriage feel fair to both of us. Uh, we can look at, well, 
alternative ways to manage the housework. For example, as the kids grow up, we will teach them with a sense of dignity, you know, how to make their own beds, how to fold the clothes, and maybe earn some money for it too, to earn an allowance. And maybe we can hire someone part-time, a mother's helper, you know, a young kid after school that can come in and help. Or scale back, because I'll tell you, Joe, perfect, having this house perfectly clean, that type of perfect is not perfect for us. So that's what I, that's one way you could approach it. Now, he may not be open to that. He may be. I don't know. What you don't want to do is to force yourself and feel like you have to just uh, shut up and put up. You don't want to do that to yourself. You want to learn assertiveness skills is a book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke that it talks about relationships and would be very helpful for you. Um, that's The Selfish Path to Romance, which you could get at my website, drkenner.com. And I wish you the best with that, Marissa. This is Dr. Ellen Kenner, toll free, one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.